Hello and welcome to The Mason Jar on the Searcy Institute Podcast Network. I am David Kern and as always on The Mason Jar, I am joined by Cindy Rollins, who's really the star of The Mason Jar. Cindy, how's it going? Very well. Um, I I think Charlotte Mason is the real star, but we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. That's probably true. Um, Well, we are here to talk a little bit about um, summertime practices, um, the best way to use the summer challenges that come along with summertime. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, we typically would bring a guest on for this point um, in in the month, towards the end of the month, um, for the second episode each month. But uh, we thought, why not just, you know, I've got a few questions about this, and I thought I'd pick your brain a little a little bit about it and let you be the expert, <laughs> the expert guest uh, for this episode. Um, oh, fun. <laughs> uh, before we do that, though, I do, um, I want to say a quick word from a sponsor this uh, for this episode. Our friends over at Morning Tide to Eventide are sponsoring uh, the Mason Jar in uh, the next couple episodes, and they are excited to announce their online store is now open. Owners Delaney and Jennifer Bascom have been homeschooling their four children for 13 years while running a thriving printing company, which now offers magnetic, tactile schedule boards and planners. And their products are the solution that you might be looking for to homeschool with confidence and efficiency, perfectly suited to bring peace through order for the Charlotte Mason and classical homeschooler. Just as the sun rises and sets each day, the tide comes in and goes out without fail, and the seasons cycle through each year in due time. Uh, just like that, you too can keep consistent rhythms in your home and so enjoy the blessings of peaceful and restful homeschool days. Morning Tide to Eventide gives you the schools you need to order your true, good, and beautiful lessons with their innovative uh, schedule boards and Christian year paper planners. Enjoying the blessings of keeping time with the Christian year and achieving quality homeschool lessons, which you and your students will remember fondly for a lifetime, is just a click away. So if you visit Morningtide to Eventide.com, that's Morningtide to eventide, not evening tide, eventide.com. You can share in the uh, Morning Tide community by joining the Facebook group as well. And that's just search on Facebook, Morning Morning Tide to Eventide. So they sent us a couple uh, of their products, and they're pretty cool. They've got this board that you put up on the wall, um, which can help keep you organized. And they've got some church uh, church calendar resources and things like that. So if you are looking for a cool resource for next year to help you stay organized, which I know I always am, I'm always on the lookout for something to help me stay organized, keep me on task, and see what's out in front of me. Especially with all these podcasts, man, I gotta keep all keep all the the hosts, all the different shows in, in, uh, you know, keep, keep track of all that. Maybe I should start using their boards for that see if they, see if they help with podcast scheduling as well. But the, the resources are really pretty. They're, um, they're really nice. They, they're not gaudy or anything like that. So if you were looking for such a thing, head over to morningtide to eventide.com. And thanks to, uh, Delaney and Jennifer Bascom for, for sponsoring, uh, the Mason jar this month. Wow. That sounds wonderful. I, um, I've been over on their Facebook page. I love that stuff. And I, 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 I'm like you. I like anything that will ma- help make my life um, come together in a, in a natural rhythm. And, and sometimes we need a little help. And I don't know how you do it, David. <laughs> well, with everything, you're you're you have more than just podcasts. Yeah, I think I think probably I I deal with the same thing that you know any family does. Though if you've got sports, you know you deal with this. You got sports or drama or maybe both. So you've got plays and games to get to and practices and then you've got to get you know i'm sure you got to get think about dinner and you got to think about church stuff and you got to think about other family activities and like the in-laws are coming to town and all that there's just so many things to juggle whether it's you know in your home or you know doing a 
hosting a podcast network and, you know, right, doing all right. the things, planning conferences. It's just most people have a lot going on. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, this is a great, this, this is a, this is a tool that I think is geared. It's designed for homeschooling moms and dads. So I think that it's going to be pretty useful in that way. So, um, you know, some of those things do look, you know, you go to Staples and you see some of that stuff and it's a little gaudy. This looks nice. Um, everybody yeah, here was impressed. Yeah. Even, you know, Graham, our design guy, he was impressed with it. So Okay. Well, if, if we get Graham's uh, approval, then we know it's beautiful. So <laughs> we'll, we'll just take that. Yeah, exactly. And, and our next guest, um, at, at least it's, uh, maybe not our next guest, but we're going to re- be recording really soon. Um, this whole like talking to a mom of a lot of children about um, the idea of rhythm. Mm. So um, I, I'm excited. So this goes perfectly with that. Yeah, awesome. This fits in perfectly. Well, speaking of rhythms, um, the rhythm of s- summertime often throws off rhythms, I guess. You know, it's it's that season that seems to just kind of throw things into chaos. Um which I think that's kind of the idea, right? <laughs> it's supposed to throw off your the rhythms that you've been dealing with during the school year, but that can be somewhat stressful. Um, it's mm-hmm. if you're in a school, it's kind of nice because I, I, you know, having you have some freedom. But I think with when you're a homeschooler, um, you you the 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 rhythms and the structure of a school year can help the normal life of the family feel less chaotic. I suspect. Um, so sometimes summer can just be stressful and that chaos can get to you. And, you know, if you're not, if you don't like that kind of thing, if you don't like, uh, change, it it can be, uh, extra, uh, awful. (laughs) Did you you find, I'll just start with this then. Did you find that the summertime was freeing for you or did you find that it ended up being more stressful than, than the rest of the year? Well, I kind of enjoyed the summers. I mean, I always felt stressed at the beginning of the summer because, Mm -hmm. I always felt like we hadn't accomplished as much as I'd hoped during the school year. So Mm. then I was right smack up against, do we take time off or do we keep um, pressing on trying to finish up what we didn't finish? Yeah. And I probably did both. um, uh, And I I think that for me, the way I had our school set up, and I know people are much more creative about that. You know, they might have they might go all summer, um, especially early summer is a really good time to take off. It's mm-hmm. just a time to say, okay, we're done. Let's put this away and, and kind of do that whole Sabbath break. Um, it may not be that you need a, the whole summer for that Sabbath break, but you definitely, right. it really, really helps you in the early, early summer, um, mm. um, to just stop and, and take some time off because, um, um, you do feel kind of, like, you know, you, you, you get kind of anxious and uh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm going to press harder, harder, harder here. Mm-hmm. And usually things start breaking down because of that. So, mm-hmm. um, at that point, uh, it, it would probably be better just to stop than to just anxiously press forward. Like just take a deep breath, try to, yeah. try to break up the, the cycle. Yeah. And just say, okay, we're actually, we are going to enjoy this month, say of June, we're going to just take, you know, a a whole month off or six weeks off. And we're just going to take a deep breath and we're going to, uh, because, you know, if you get back to the whole idea of atmosphere, discipline in life, we're still going to be learning. It's just going to be uh, and it's it's going to be very, very valuable learning. It's actually preparation for the, the structure. Hmm. But I, I don't think if you don't take a break, um, then then the structure kind of breaks down itself, I think, and loses its meaning. Can you say more about that? What do you mean that it is practice for the structure? I think that might have been what you just said. 
Yeah, I think what I'm saying is that you fill your mind up with ideas, different things and different different um, realities uh, and the real world and, and the daily, hmm. you know, life. And then when you go back to structure, you have something to fill it with. And I think we've talked about this before. A structure has no life in it. It's a skeleton and we put life in it, but the structure mm. holds it all together. So we, we have to have a structure, but we have to understand there's, there's no life in the structure. Mm. So, so the summertime can be a time to fill up on the things that you're going to put in your structure in a way, the knowledge I, I'm thinking is especially of knowledge and um, experiences mm. and things that you're going to bring later on to play on your, your actual, um, you know, structured days, structured learning. So when you were trying to create those experiences for your kids, trying to give them those experiences, um, did you do a lot of, like, did you guys, when you went on a vacation, say, and I don't know how, how often you went on vacations with that many kids that probably is a little challenging yeah, um, it was. <laughs> but but i'm sure you did certain things like you may there probably yeah, yeah, are, we did things in the area or here. yeah when, no, we did stuff when you did that did you spend a lot of time um i'm trying to think of the way to put this like did you spend a lot of time making them academic in a sense like pointing out to your kids oh look at this thing that you can learn or did you try to kind of step away and let that happen organically and then hopefully they could recollect that and, and use the experiences that they had on their own uh in the next and you know in the ensuing school year well i didn't do a lot of planning out the vacation like oh here's what we're going to do to learn why we're on this vacation uh, we might have done some fun things like go to a ford or go go here, go there. And they were educational, but I didn't like bring sheets along and, and, and things for the car that had to do with it. I didn't try to tie it all together. That was just, would have been way too much mind power for me. I know families that like to do that with their vacations. Um, so, so no, I didn't do that in a formal way. Did I do, could I stop myself from, um, and inserting fun facts along the way not really <laughs> um, I, I always have my store of fun facts with me I'm not sure they actually did anybody any good or that anybody <laughs> ever listened to them but I can't ever I'm a connection maker so if I see something like oh did you know that John Adams did this during this time and blah 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 so I have lots of store of uh, strange uh, stories and ideas that I do bring out at appropriate and inappropriate times. Did it drive your kids crazy or did they like yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah. I, I bet you have a, a, one of your kids now is probably just, this probably that person. Oh, absolutely. More than one of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> we have, I always say, yeah, uh, next time I get, when they make fun of me for their fun for that, I always kind of go right back at you. <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and so forth. No. So did you, um, do you think that there is harm in academic academicizing? I don't know what the word is. I'm just making things up here. Uh, va vacations and um, I don't know trips to the museum or trips to a you know maybe a civil war battle. I mean, is there is there a harm in making it more academic for your kids? I, I, probably, I would say most probably because there might be a level where you could do that, but we always go too far and then we kind of ruin it. Mm. So, um, like we I as in say, just parents in general. Yeah. Yeah. T any parent, teachery parents that, um, you know, or parent. So yeah, I would say definitely there is a harm in that. I, I think 
better than um, like academic, whatever that word we just said was. You said you said it. I didn't. Academicizing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, academicizing. If you're interested and you do it for yourself, mm. I think that at that point you're modeling that, and that might be a better way to go. You you know you might enjoy. Um, I know people that when we go on nature hikes, uh, my friend Jeanette, she loves to stop and just, you know, study a flower for maybe five or ten minutes. And, um, you know, I think she's really modeling more than teaching by di- by directly instructing. Mm-hmm. She's doing a beautiful job of modeling um, how you, you can approach um, wildflowers in that way. Hmm. And, and it's a real love she has. So that's, inf- that the love is infectious, the hmm. teaching, not so much. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I like the way you said that the, the love is infectious, the teaching, not so much. I think the teaching, the things we t- just, the facts we teach or the, 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 like the, the, the systems that we teach with or whatever, those things are easily forgotten by our students. But, um, yeah, uh, the way we love the subject or love something that we're teaching is less easily forgotten. And I guess we can go overboard with that too, but it is that that is less easily forgotten by by our students and by our children as well. I remember a lot more about the things that my parents loved than I do about the ways that like the structural things that they taught me or my teachers. Yeah, yeah, and 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 sometimes you love the same things they love, or sometimes you just learn how to love something by seeing how someone else loved maybe a different thing than what you love. And so, yeah, yeah I, think, I think summer's great for that. And there is value, I think, in like, even if you don't love something, like I don't love all of the books my dad loves or my, the things that my mom loved to do with us. Like I didn't love all of them, but you learn to at least appreciate things that maybe you would never have, maybe, yeah. you, don't, maybe you don't have yeah. great affection for them, but you can still appreciate things. And sometimes at least as long as our kids appreciate something beautiful, then, you know, maybe eventually when they're older and they have more experience and wisdom, then they'll learn to love it. Um, yeah. And then the grandchildren actually are not as prejudiced against their parent, their, their grandparents is that, you know, you are against the parents. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my, my little granddaughters, my husband loves birds and to my kids, eventually that became like, Oh brother, you know, there's a bird, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is sad. Um, but I, and not totally, not a hundred percent across the board, but you know, there's always that sense. Oh, there goes dad again off on his, you know, like with your dad, maybe, you know, Oh, there he goes. There yeah, uh, he goes on Homer again. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So, <laughs> but, but with your grandkids, they don't have any of those rolling the eye moments like you do with your parents. So then they can really revel in, in, the things that the grandparents love without Mm -hmm. any of those prejudices. Yeah. My kids are way more into Latin than I ever was. So I'll probably just let my parents teach them Latin and they'll be good. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, There's a certain level of enthusiasm that comes with that relationship with your grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful thing. Exactly. So, okay. I have a, um, I have another question that you mentioned the idea of sometimes you're behind on things and you feel like, Oh, I need to use the summer to catch up to what degree should we do that with our, with our homeschooling kids? And, and are there any particular subjects that you think the summer is best uh, used for catching up? Well, I always think that kids should read in the summer because um, you don't want them just sitting around playing video games all day. You do want to have them uh, reading. Uh, So I always scheduled reading in the summer. Did you, did you schedule any particular kinds of reading? Like I know for myself, I, I tend to read, you know, different sorts of books in the summer than I do 
in like December or January. Did you did you try to schedule a certain kind no, of reading? We have so many good books in our house that I just said, you know, you spend this time reading, and I and if they were like in a good series, uh, you know, like maybe some Andrew Peterson books or something like that, I'd keep buying them for them during the summer. Okay. Uh, so that would, I I wasn't picky about what they were reading and I didn't assign reading. Okay. I just, I, 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 I certainly wasn't just letting them go free in the library and, and picking out anything they wanted there. Sure. Uh, sure. Because the books are so often more and more and more those library books are so inferior. But, um, but I did, you know, I didn't really oversee it too much what they were reading. I just said, you know, make sure you read two hours either an hour in the morning or an hour. I didn't care if, if they were outside, I wasn't going to like nag them about reading, but if they right. were just sitting around the house, I might say, have you, you know, have you your two hours yet? Because you're not going to play a video game if you haven't read for two hours. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or watched a movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. All the, the just dumb things that you can do. Okay. So you read during the summer. What else would you say is, now, is good there, to keep the, up with the during real, the summer? The thing that you usually feel behind on is math. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm, you know, watching the public schools now that my son's there and seeing how little you know, how they accomplish, <laughs> I mean, even in like the honors classes, they don't ever finish any book. I mean, I don't even know if they even get two thirds of the way through anything. So most um, math programs in Saxon, I know is this way you can, the next year is generally going to be a, a review or you can just keep going when you start up the next year. I mean, homeschoolers have a lot of options there. Uh, if you do Charlotte Mason, you do short lessons, you, you might actually not need, you might have finished the book because you didn't do every single thing written down in the book. I was more like, we're going to finish this book. We're going to finish that book in Saxon or whatever. I was using Rod and staff at, the, you know, different times, but, um, but I don't know that – I think there there's something to be said for taking a break, whether it's the whole summer or just, you know, a half, a half a summer. Now, if you come up with the fact that maybe you come up with – which I did a couple times with a child who I had not been overseeing well, and they had been pretending to do their math and they weren't doing their math, then the, the summer might be the time when that child has to do his math because he, he was telling a lie and he was unfaithful. And so now – and now he has to give up some of his summer to actually do the math. And maybe mm -hmm. without so much on you as a mom, you'll have time to make sure he actually is doing the math. Hmm. So. Okay. So if you, so you said you take June off, would you do that even if you're behind and like in a situation like that and then have them do it in July or would you make them do it all the way? Just keep going on until they're, until they've completed it. Uh, if you mean if it was a child that yeah, had, like the child who was had, you know, yeah, I mean, it's I a consequence. Just, I would try to make them catch up, and but a lot of times it's kind of hard to ever catch up. It, yeah. It's really hard to chase something that you're trying to catch up on. There, there does <laughs> come a day. There does come a day when you just need to stop, take a break, and then see where you are because often you're farther ahead than you think by just looking at how many lessons we got through. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if, especially after a break, after a break, you can really see what's stuck. And a lot of times the break helps, um, the mind put everything in the proper place. If this is the scientific thing that's going on, hmm. the, the, you know, it's like the mind is sorting 
you could say, and fixing everything in their place. And then when you come back to it, um, it, 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 you're further ahead than you might have imagined. Yeah, it's like when you're trying to memorize something and then you sleep on it and the next morning you you remember more than if you were trying to cram some kind of yeah, lines exactly. in the night before. I mean, we have no idea how important that, that, that break is to the processing of our minds. If we just keep going, we just keep going, we just keep going. I think we lose a lot more than we gain at that point. Did you ever worry about um, losing disciplines that your students may have acquired throughout the throughout the school year? Whether it was like think habit based disciplines. I don't mean like punishment yeah. disciplines. Like, yeah, no, that that's a real worry. Yeah, like you, maybe you spent maybe they had gotten in the habit of getting up at a good time and you ate breakfast as a family and they did some chores or something like that and they had the habits of reading and just the the, the structure and habits that the school year can can supply a child with can be really good for the development and good for their own just well-being their own happiness even um and with, during the summertime did, did losing that become a challenge for you and and how did you try to remedy that kind of thing well the weird thing about the summer is you're doing all this schoolwork, and then you stop and i'm sorry are you there yeah i'm here yep Okay, I had it. So you're doing all this schoolwork in the school year, and then you come to an end of it and you stop. And then, like, I always say this is like water, and I think I've said this on a podcast before, but it's like the water flows in and fills in the empty space that you've just let, you know, you've left off the schoolwork. And then come, come you know, late July or early August, when which was when we usually started back to school, uh, you're just there's no you can't even imagine how am I going to squeeze school school back into this new schedule that we've had this new rhythm because I do think life takes on a rhythm of its own at that point um it's not the same rhythm but it's a different one and then when you go to start up the school year it's just like how am I going to smash in I don't see where we're going to fit it I don't I don't see how the school year is going to fit in which is why I always kind of started slow like we might start um, morning time. Um, one thing you could do in the summers, um, I did do this a lot was just to keep reading aloud, mm. but, um, but maybe not have a formal morning time, but you are, you, you still can read aloud family books in the summer, mm. but then, then you come July and you're, you're okay. So you're reading aloud in the morning, you're having a peaceful day and then everybody does what they do. And, and it's so nice. Mom can read books and have a great time. And now suddenly I have to squeeze school back in. And that could, and I and I think starting slow at that point maybe take two weeks to to get up to speed. That's how I always did it. But mm. like, did you start before or after Labor Day? Just curious. Oh, we absolutely started before Labor Day because uh, now when we were in New Jersey, that most schools started after Labor Day. But I had grown up in Florida where we always started early in August. So and, and it makes sense if you're in the South. Um, because in the South, it's brutally hot during the end of July and early and, and all through August, and you don't really want to go outside. Yeah, I, I mean, you. I'll tell you when it's hard to school homeschool in the South is in April. Mm -hmm. April is a hard month to homeschool in the South because it's beautiful outside, and and I really think you can switch. To me, you switch off August for April. Uh, if you could, if you could just take off, I'm very, I was very lax in April because I felt like we're never going to, you know, this is a rare moment in time when we have this beautiful, beautiful weather. Um, and then, and, and in the South in August, it's kind of like the winter up North, I guess you're not going to go outside. Yeah. Um, you know, where, 
I prefer hiking almost in the winter around here than I do to this. I, I wouldn't hike in the summer very often because it's just so brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of wildlife doesn't even want to be out. <laughs> yeah. On, or in, unless in you're going to a swimming hole, yeah, you know, there yeah. are a lot of swimming holes, but other than that, you really have no desire to be out hiking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, what about for the parents themselves, um, for all the moms listening, how, how should they use the summer for their own benefit? Uh, there's obviously a lot of planning that goes in, you know, a lot of people are planning for the next school year. Um, and that can be both exciting and stressful at the same time, I guess either both or depending on who you are, maybe one, maybe one ten, tends to take, take charge over the other as far as the excitement and the stress. Um, but how would you recommend that moms use the summertime to to help kind of feed themselves and fill the, fill their own souls, I guess, um, beyond just the planning? Because we know people are going to do the planning, um, yeah, and that's yeah. necessary and it's right to do. But um, do you have any advice for going yeah. beyond that? Well, most homeschooling moms I know love to do the planning, so it's like the planning is way more fun than the actual enacting, you know, putting it all in place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, two things I think you can do. Number one, you can, you can read for pleasure. Just enjoy, find a great, you know, um, you know, read, read Dorothy Sayers, Peter Whimsey books or read, read some fun, something fun that you really can enjoy. There are great books on vacationing, like, uh, they call it staycation kind of books where you're reading books that, about places that you're not actually going to get to travel to. I think summer is a great time for that. Mm -hmm. And then there's also this thing where mom can, if you're weak in a subject, I always say, you know, take some time in the summer to brush up on that subject, hmm. brush up on your Latin or, or Latin. And, you know, there are some mom's Latin classes out there. Um, and then, or brush up on your grammar or, or anything that you feel like, you're not handling well in the, your homeschool or mm -hmm. you're just throwing workbooks at the kids. Mm -hmm. If you can brush up on those subjects and you can help make it more living and, and conversational and organic in your home. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, and, and all, you know, it's always great to, to pick a hard, you know, classic Western classic to read in the summer. Usually, mm -hmm. you know, you can get a little farther in those and maybe you can during the school year. Mm. Did you get a chance to go to conferences and events and things like that when you were in the throes of homeschooling? Actually, you know, not really. Until I went to Searcy and let's see, my oldest son was at that point out of the house. And my second son was just about to be out of the house. Um, I did not, um, had not, I had gone in the early years, I had gone to curriculum fairs. And, mm -hmm. then, and then I just kind of sunk into whatever happened with, my large family just taking over my whole life. And then I didn't do a whole lot until I went to the Cersei conference. But, um, and that was delightful for me at that point. It was like coming out of a cave and finding out, Oh, there's adults I can talk to. That is, <laughs> that's very, um, heady and wonderful for a mom to get around other adults and have some good conversations. Hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think there's a place for that. And I don't think, uh, you know, necessarily the curriculum fair is the place for that. But some really good conferences, definitely, if, if you have the budget for it, will be well worth it. And that is with the Internet. There's so many 
you know, options, whether it's listening to audio from a conference or doing some kind of web, web type, like a conference that's online or, um, True, like, too. So many people. Yeah, there's all kinds of like classes and do you, it, it, like Cersei has summer classes that don't yeah, you have summer classes? Yeah, we have a few things, but we also do, you know, we we have so much audio from all these from all different events that we've oh, done. Exactly. And yeah. Classical Academic Press has their new um their new program that offers classes in various subjects that that you can do at your own pace, their video courses. Um and uh I'm trying to remember what they're what that's called exactly, but the um, oh yeah 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 I get that. But you can yeah. you can you know choose the subject or the book or whatever, and you know watch the videos at your own pace, and then it kind of can fill in. You can fill in gaps. You can take something that you just love or whatever. Some sometimes I think the summertime is to is a good time to uh, I don't know to to indulge in some of the great like you know good books but things that you maybe also just really love like i love to read pg woodhouse in the summertime oh yeah yeah perfect it's uh it's great works but it's you know maybe not as heady as some of the things that i'm going to read throughout the year when i'm either teaching or focused on other, other things related to the academic calendar for because we're trying to support teachers but during the summertime whether i'm at the beach or in the mountains or just lying around the house or it's, which doesn't happen that much with little kids but you know yeah. then i get lying that, on the house lying around the house with people crawling all over you <laughs> yeah, exactly it's hard to, it's hard to read then but you know if i was going to read something it'd be pg woodhouse or something also um I'm, you know you can those are good audiobook books for when you're traveling or you know that's because your kids can listen can you know, can safely be around a PG Woodhouse novel oh, or, yeah, or someone like true. that. That's true. Those are great audio books. I mean, that would be great because it, you could listen to those in the car. Uh, yeah, and, and that is another thing. Audio books are good for the um, the summertime. Our favorite, um, I think, my favorite audio book that I listened to with my family in the car was um, "The We Free Men" by uh, Terry Pratchett. Huh. Those, that book was so good and audio. Now I don't know what age group. Maybe not for the littler people. It, I, I suggested it recently to, to a family, and they said they only listened to a little bit of it, and they had to turn it off because it was a lot of dialect, Scottish dialect. But oh. uh, I, I have a long history of under of of listening to Scottish dialect. So <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm not surprised by that. Um, well. We've used up just about the allotted time for this episode, but uh, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to pass on about using the summertime? Yeah, no, I think, uh, and I thought about this for um, the Mere Motherhood page as, as maybe getting together and reading a book together, maybe a Charlotte Mason book, but um, but I'm right now so overwhelmed myself with, I have big plans for reading this summer. Um, I, I joined this War and Peace group. I've already read War and Peace, but I wanted to reread it because I recently watched the the um, the, the videos of it, which with the Lily James videos, mm. which were really good. Um, and they got the story sealed in my mind, and I wanted to go back and read it because I had such a great time reading War and Peace um, the first time. But I doubt I'm going to be able to finish that in the summer. And then there's all these close read suggestions that I'm backing up. I'm trying to read <laughs> Lord Peter Whimsey, trying to read, reread Brideshead Revisited. And so I, now I've just worked myself into a frenzy of so many people suggesting books <laughs> and me thinking, oh, the summer's a great time. I'll catch up on my reading. Well, 
I'm now I actually feel like I might be losing my mind. So I, I think <laughs> I would say be careful. Yeah. yeah. Don't bite just, off more than you can chew. Yeah. There you go. You know, just use the time you have. Enjoy it. And don't don't stress out at all in the summer. Sit, sit, go to the pool, sit out on the back porch, you know, just really enjoy uh, some some time off and some peace. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 try to do so much good reading that you actually just stress yourself out. Yeah, exactly. That's our that's our that's our takeaway from this podcast. <laughs> I guess if you're just reading just to get your list done, it's not really the right kind of reading anyway. Well, it, the thing is, it's not really just to get the list done. It It's really because I genuinely want to read all these books again. Yeah. But yeah. physically, it's not possible to do that much reading. So, um, that that's it. And then are you guys playing baseball this summer? No, the boys aren't playing because we've just got so much stuff going on. We've got so many conferences that I'm gone for, and you know stuff like that. So we're gonna we're gonna. Yeah, it's nice to take baseball off when they're little because uh, we don't usually play baseball every summer, but we are this summer, so um, yeah. it's gonna be a crazy baseball summer. I figure they're gonna be playing sports pretty much. I mean, if they like it, if maybe they won't like it, but if they do, then we'll probably be carting at least one of our kids around a sports probably pretty close to year round so yeah if they're anything yeah. like what my brother and i were like at least one of them will probably be playing something every season so <laughs> yeah exactly there's so many sports over so many seasons that somebody's bound to like one on each season at least yeah exactly well thank you for answering these questions about summertime if people have questions about summer feel free to post them over on the mere motherhood facebook group uh, if you're not a part of that you can always head over to facebook just type in you know mere motherhood in the in the uh, search bar and you'll find that and we can you know click the join button we'll approve you and you can submit your questions there if you have questions about summertime post them there i'm sure people you know many people will have lots of great advice there's so many really smart wise listeners who are joining the discussions there and i think there'll be lots of great advice if you have a particular problem that you're running into this summer you know i'm sure someone out there has run into the same problem and we'll have some good advice for you if it's not cindy there's probably somebody else that will be able to oh, help too. I've been so pleased with um, the the wisdom that people show have been showing on that the list and just really been nice that it's not all up to me that there's <laughs> yeah. pl- there's plenty of people out there that have faced different things and have come up with better solutions than I ever could have. So, I love that. Yeah, there's a lot of wisdom out there among the the homeschool mom community. I will, you know, th- yeah. I've always <laughs> known that, but groups like this just bring it, you know, to the f- bring that more in focus you know more and more yeah definitely and of course if you haven't subscribed uh we would love it if you would head over to itunes or stitcher wherever you get podcasts and you know click that subscribe button if you don't mind leaving us a review of some kind we would appreciate that as well that helps you know helps us with the charts and know knowing how many people are listening and all that kind of stuff um and thanks of course to morning tide to eventide for sponsoring check out what delaney and jennifer baskin are doing over at morning tide to eventide.com and check out their resources and thanks to them for partnering with us cindy thanks for another great episode all right thank you talk to you later